Hello, welcome to another episode of the Job Pod by Begin and Discover. My name's Sam Winwood. Thank you so much for tuning into this. Uh, today we're covering what it's like to work in the music industry. To help us do that, we've got a lovely guy called Dan Harris, who used to be a art director, film director at one of the four uh, one of the four major labels uh, in the music industry. He goes into what that means uh, further down the line. But uh, if you like and love music uh, and if haven't necessarily considered it as a career option uh give this a listen because it really does open up your eyes it's a tough industry to crack into but um i think dan can assure you that it's worth it um if you love it so give it a listen and let us know your thoughts at the end thanks Did you hear that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know it did that. That's the first Me time neither. it's ever done that. How weird. But uh, anyway, I guess that's a nice way to start. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Good, mate. I'm really, really well. Um, thanks for being on this. Appreciate it. Um, like I've explained to you before, um, want to start off this uh, conversation with a with a nice warm question, which is if you were to explain to my, my grandmother uh what you did in the music industry within 30 seconds how would you do it firstly probably out of context my grandma probably should say who i am and what i've done um i'm daniel harris and i have worked i guess in creative industries for the last eight years and then a decent chunk of that was um at a major label and if i was explaining to my grandma what i was doing was making music videos on ever diminishing budgets forever increasing in audience artists wow okay and if my grandma had no idea what any of that meant (laughs) how how would you how would you describe it (laughs) making three minute films for musicians that make them famous amazing done (laughs) that's so cool and i i'm so intrigued to find out how on earth you landed a gig like that because we've spoken about this before but the music industry is a is is a, it's one that not many people know about um it's probably quite rightly so it's quite uh um not yet yeah, not many people know about it really so i'm intrigued how was that something you always set out to do from when you were left school or how did you find yourself right well, it, it was a really um a the music industry definitely has iron walls up um it's got a bit of a fortress vibe to it especially with the late of the majors and you'll find that the characters who get in there are very multifaceted, very yeah. grit-driven characters who generally are probably doing about five or six things pre-reaching out to a label. They might be managing an artist or going to lots of shows and a and and trying to find the right people, okay. writing blogs about music. I know that we probably moved on from that into, the, into 2021, and I'm not sure what that looks like. Um, but offering up services to write for sort of online platforms like Line of Best Fit and freelance contributing. Mm. Uh, so there's the writing angle. Yeah. There's the A&R angle. There's... Well, just as, so, sorry to interrupt you, mate, but like these yeah, yeah. acronyms like uh, A&R and, and things like that, it's intriguing. Maybe maybe before you kind of go into your journey, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. what's the structure of it? Because you, we talk, we're talking Super about labels. Confusing. Yeah, it's, okay. How do we, like, simplify it in the best way? Oh, uh, it's... The, the really tough thing about music industry is it's not very simplified now. And I think that's... Okay. That's why it catches quite a wide net of people who just love music but and have a role that can associate. Mm. So you have record labels in a sort of very traditional sense. And you have marketing managers. You have product managers. And weirdly, those roles cross over quite a lot. And it's almost like in advertising, it's the difference between an account executive and an account director. Right. In the same line of work. Then you have a head of label. That's kind of a hierarchy upwards. Right. So product manager, marketing manager, head of label. What's a product manager? Like what what products are they selling? In a sense, the artists are are Ah. effectively 
the product, but they're, they're effectively running the campaigns, assigning budget, being there for parts of the creative process where they need to be a point of reference, like point of uh, correspondence for management and the creative team and the artist. They're kind of like a, a bit of an, definitely in advertising, it's an account sort of manager. They're kind of the glue for a lot of things. And they, they, they have quite a lot more control than the advertising equivalent. They have a lot, lot of money to sort of, sort of choose where to put the impetus. Okay. So being like, is this music video more important than an experiential like album launch with loads of invited down people and free food? And like, they have to work out how to sort of piece out the year with one pot of money. So it's, it is a really like really meticulous and um, disciplined and responsible position, okay. even at the, and you, you, what you'll have is you have label in turn moving into sort of like product assistant then product manager then marketing right marketing managers are on more acts typically okay and will start having more of an international role and then you move up to the sort of big dogs who are running running everything from that side then you have a and r which is artists and repertoire which is people who basically started as scouts who ah, are out of the show? I always wonder the, wondered who those people were. Like you always talk here about, I just want to get scouted and signed by a label. So like, well, who <laughs> who would be that person? It's an A and R person, man. Yeah, so an A and R is normally someone who's unlikely to be out going to shows quite as much as scouts. So scouts are kind of the people who feed in, and then the A and R is both in a sort of management of record sense. They'll be handling getting the right people to produce mix master like every part of the sort oh. of the actual creative execution of the sound oh. once a band signed oh, um, nice. but they'll so. also be the ones who sort of decide who they want to sign and put their weight behind and what's what? quite nice if you have four a and r's at a record label they all probably have different things they're looking for and they all have their styles and motifs and themes that, that reflect who they are as an a and r and what they're into and what their tastes are Effectively, they're people who are the purveyors of great musical taste. Like wow. the, the temp, the temp poles of that le- record label uh, for who the people uh, might be, might be, uh, let's rephrase that sentence, the people that they want to have in the future are decided oh. on by the A&Rs, inadvertently by the scouts. Wow. Okay. That's so interesting. So these A&R people, you, you touched on something else there. So they, they would be the people who work with directly with the artist to their, and then also record producers to make sure that the sound and all the actual. Yeah. And music. A&R can bin a whole album if they want to. With wow, a lot so of, they, have, they have quite a lot of control then. Yeah. And, and wow. record labels do. Um, and that's why you have, as I was talking about com- like the complexities, you also have slightly more independent models of labels now where artists have more involvement and more direct control, probably once they've gone through a major label process, right? Um, might have been dropped and then they reestablish themselves with a label services company like, uh, I'm not going to name them, right? I mean, you can, you, can, you can name them. As well. <laughs> We're not going to bad mouth anybody. Um, um, well, a- AWOL is artists without a label, which ah, okay. is which is where a lot of people, are, they can go there primarily and in, 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 uh, as a first point of call too and just have a slightly un- like less structured, formal like 360 label release and more focusing on seeding out and getting stuff published to Spotify and spending a lot less but being much more matter of fact about your process so like label services are a new way in the last five years of having a little bit of a um it's very structured but smaller overhead approach to releasing records and and therefore the artist has less people involved and takes takes money home sooner wow so that's interesting it sounds like freelance musicians in a way you know freelance oh no these are big big companies they just basically have slightly less less structured deals they have slightly less impetus on certain areas of the deal they take less money but they put less money in and the artist retains a much higher percentage of ownership over materials 
Okay. Whereas okay. if you're going into record label, you might sign a four four album deal. Yeah. You might be there twelve years later trying to get your fourth album out, struggling. Um, or you might be dropped after two albums because the record label doesn't see the value in going further. Or in an amazing instance of Frank Ocean not liking his label and being on a four album deal, he put out a one or a forty minute runtime um album called endless yeah which was his way out of the deal and then he released his actual album signed with a completely different label once that he was, was out genius. of contract yeah that was him getting out of contracts from a label he didn't like who saw him as vastly successful and didn't want him going somewhere else mm. but he fulfilled his contract so then he could go very very smart well done the frank thing- ocean <laughs> <laughs> the, the reason I was talking about the uh, earlier is the broadness of a record label is you have obviously you've got your finance department, you've got yeah. support staff, you've got f- like food, you've got uh, <laughs> like you've got your you've got cleaning, you've got your uh, you have catalog, which is people who are just handling royalties and um, signing of old catalogs from musicians of the past of era. Wow, which and they're working with licensing out for movies and tv programs so they're making sure that the the money is being processed and going through they might be releasing 50th anniversary beatles albums and and coming up with like new campaigns for that and that's like a completely different thing but like legacy labels are big money and they normally exist within the majors just dealing with legacy acts okay cool so, for example, there's commercial music group at Sony who have new acts, but they also have like some of the biggest catalogs. Um, so when when um, David Bowie died, they were dealing with all, all of the sort of press and sort of PR situations from that, and also trying to work out because there, there was a film coming out at that point, how to handle the release of that, and that was a it's a very different sort of way of releasing record campaign than sort of the typical day-to-day record label of of new acts yeah so wow. yeah there's a care of duty in a different way uh, legacy record labels that's cool mate wow i, I mean that's very <laughs> insightful dude i I'm, I'm curious what's the who are the kind of the 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 major labels that people should be aware of and why are they called why are they so, majors why are they majors as well Probably just because they are big holding companies, a bit like how an advertising of WPP and oh, okay. um, and publicists. Yeah. Um, so you have lots of like smaller things that are still big underneath. So Sony has seven plus within the building, and then they have a central team that deal with loads of different aspects, like a digital team and a creative team that work into all seven. So you have the major label being, yeah. being uh, Columbia there and RCA. They yeah. have smaller labels like Black Butter, who deal with a different type of act, and um, and they all kind of and there's Relentless there who has some huge signings, but they might have a smaller roster. Mm. Um, some of them work only with international acts like Epic, which closed down in London, but has a massive cohort of international. And what they call non-domestic acts. Okay. So there's still UK staff working on their US Act campaigns when they come over, so that they've got a point of, point of contact here and they have a release strategy for the UK. Mm. Um, so the majors are Sony, Warner, and Universal. Okay. But there's lots and lots of re- labels that sit underneath those three. Yeah. Warner's a bit more confusing just because it's it's Warner and Atlantic in the same building. Oh yeah, Universal, I know. which is I've heard of Atlantic. They have like Ed Sheeran and Elton John. Yeah, and that, right. Yeah, yeah. And and up in Kings Cross, you got Universal, which has I won't remember them all, but it's like Virgin, um, Island Records, Decca Records, it's and Poly- I'll Polydor. 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 They, have, they yeah. have like big like for anyone listening. I think Polydor are kind of they have like Billie Eilish and some other massive acts, don't they? Yeah. 
But there's... Eminem, 1975. It's just yeah, so, it's so interesting, isn't it? Because you don't really think about, okay, well, there's a huge artist there. I wonder what actually goes on behind the scenes. It's like, well, you take Billie Eilish, for example, and she's got, she'll have a whole team of people around her. Um, uh, from A on A and UK people. team, yeah. American team. A and R's here, and R's there. Producers here, producers there. Writers here, writers there. Wow. Like, so where, so where did you going back to what you did? Now, thank you so much for that hmm. overview. That was really helpful. Like, where did <laughs> you so slot... departments I've yeah. left out? <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh, we'll get. We'll probably get onto them later, mate. But where did you slot into this then? In this big machine that people don't know about. I was. I, I, as I, I was at Sony, so I was in the central uh, creative department, which at the time was about seven of us. Okay, so cool. we had we had a great boss, and he was sort of the puppeteer for the seven of us. But it was very autonomous. We would the difference in junior, mid, and senior was the size of acts and the size of budgets we were working on. Oh, okay, so. Cool. So we are all kind of islands to each other. So we all had the same process. It's just the fact that although responsibility was there with all of us to in a six week period to get out a video, right? Um, there were probably three or four, five bigger conversations that would happen on bigger acts. So when you start moving to bigger money, you're dealing with VFX, SFX, beauty stuff goes onto a different stratosphere. And you start reflecting some of the things that are more feature film based, some of the sort of uh, technical aspects of features and um, commercials start to appear in the bigger music videos. Right. Um, my role was on the junior to mid band. So anything from a five grand video to about a 60 grand video. Right. Okay. The, the most senior within our department who was about, so let's say I was 25 at the time. Um, let's say I was 25 at the time they were 35 so it's quite young still um and they were working on bands that were in sort of like the up to 250 grand range who did you work with who you who you loved the most Dan my thing was just generally when bands had sort of strong creative concepts um so i i did all of tom walker's stuff and when i was oh. at sony that was i did his very first video no way and that's, a, that's awesome the last thing i did was the, i was then at that point co-commissioning the bigger one which was leave a light on which must have been on the radio for two years <laughs> yeah. like it did not leave his growth was enormous and when you do the right thing at the right time with the right person it was really exciting. Yeah. So it could it could be that I just really enjoyed these one-off things that kicked off, or it was like the longevity of a relationship where you'd see them from beginning to a really great, like really great point. Yeah, I um, can imagine that's quite a nice, you know, journey to go on with them in a way. You know, see them when they're a junior artist. I know. I to be honest, I've never really thought about artists in in this way but it, it does make sense if they're just starting out they're more junior and as they progress and you know develop makes sense in your and it can of... be a quick it can be a quick one but mm. the, the biggest thing is i think majors are much more laborious over the entry strategy um if some of the acts that are going independent have grafted quite significantly mm. uh pre turning up to an independent label being like you know what this is ready to go and we love it and we've <laughs> we've made all the creative for it and we've done everything associated with it. Is there anything we've missed? They've, the, 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 there's definitely a traditional model where you're having more done for you. Yeah. And as, okay. as musicians progress and if they move label, it's likely that they sometimes have not enjoyed their first experience and have wanted to take over more control over their campaigns. And mm. you see that, like if you look at Halsey, she started directing all her videos once she got hit the big time, like she wanted a say in everything and had particularities mm. uh, in areas that other artists didn't didn't because she made the right label move at the right time. Wow, that's really almost cool. like wagering for position. She was like, "This thing's really important to me. I need to actually have more of a say." And if you get a no, then you start being like, "How am I being represented visually and culturally?" Um, and 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 you either agree with 
staying in the area you were in or you can progress it's, it's probably quite similar to how people work with jobs and other there's a lot of uh, relatability in every mm. sort of sphere of professional life you wow. want you want a degree of say in what you're doing sure. especially as these guys are their, their visual aspect is as important now as their sound their cultural beliefs are much more important than they were 10 years ago yeah. 10 years ago bands couldn't have opinions and were press chain trained not to really chuck out sort of left field or right field political statements or affiliations or beliefs whereas now it's celebrated people having those angles yeah and major labels are still freaked out by people having <laughs> those sort of those things that sort of unwind years of press training wow never thought about it that way either it's so int- it's true and i guess social media has played a massive part in that isn't it and i can i could probably imagine major labels you know developing a whole new arm of you know social media for example being a massive part of it um did you ever what, touch what? that as a, a as a director at all like how it you know streamed across social or anything did you have to think about that we obviously it was uh, one thing i definitely found interesting working outside of music is there's there's a lack of consideration of how similar the process is in quite a few areas of media so a music artist tends to have a 360 campaign and in our creative hub the role became more and more creative lead for that act and you do you you you'd be setting the initial uh, anchor point for everything to blast out from very similar to advertising and marketing mm. but the fact is that it was a person as opposed to a brand but that mm. person to sony is a brand to warner is a brand to universal is a brand so they're, they're effectively, if, whereas uh, an A&R is effectively if a brand, a, a band's particularly special or an artist particularly special, are pitching for them against all the other labels. Same as, a, same as an ad agency, you get them on board. They're now a client of the record label. It's a complete parallel with advertising. And that's why I found it quite easy to sort of back and forth between the two industries because yeah. effectively you're working with a, a person of face, but in a sense, they're also a brand. Britney Spears yeah. is as much a brand as she is a person. Yeah. Jennifer Lopez, same thing. <laughs> so do you think my record labels are just trying to make a brand out of an artist then? Not in a, not in a uh, stripping the personality or the personification right. of, like they're, they're <laughs> not taking away the actual reality of a human existing behind mm. all the project. They're de- they definitely... In terms of a product manager, they, they know they're working with 12 artists. So they're spinning 12 plates at all moments. As a music video commissioner, I was working on six to 12 videos over a six-week period. Wow. So it was very, very fast and all-consuming and a lot of weekend work. Yeah. And a lot. what was cool about it was there was a lot of international work with it. Like it didn't, You couldn't have done it the last 18 months, which is why we've seen less music videos. Yeah. Um, but the... Yeah, the, these people, they're definitely people. And the more you work with them, you definitely feel like they're people. And you don't, when you work in music, you don't feel the starstruck aspect of it because they're working relation, like working relationships. Yeah. That, and I definitely found my, my journey into music was via photography and getting a name for myself, working in pits at, at music venues working directly for bands well, i was gonna ask you this mate. i was gonna ask you this like how did how did you find wound up yeah, how did I go in? because it's you know people other people that i've spoken to before find it quite difficult you can't just send an email it was, it's a oh, very much it, a who's who do you know game right or it was a very i i'd i'd worked for enemy magazine at uni whilst i was at uni so i'd uh, i'd do my uni time of the day and then i'd often be training across to Glasgow or, or going to one of the Edinburgh venues at night to shoot a commission for Enemy. I know what page slot I had in the magazine and I know I, I knew I had three songs to get the shot I needed. Oh, and that wow. was just a starting point of working professionally in music. And then up following on that, I just was finding myself grouping with similar bands and I was doing a lot of reach out to get access to shows and passes for shows. Okay. So then I started having a community of people who were were contacting me because they wanted me to be doing their shots 
and it elevates away from live music into portrait and press and that album artwork yeah and oh. i i got to a point where i was had quite a name for myself in that space and cool. what's nice is that's sort of continued the freelance through to now mm. and how i stumbled into the role was i was obviously i was art directing and advertising at the time and moonlighting my photography work and freelancing so so my my way in was at, like it shows how hard it is to get in um yeah and it was I, I was i was art directing and advertising so i had all of the art direction side down and i had all of this sort of creative um book to my name at that point and i was simply shooting an album campaign for one of the artists on sony and i was challenging the brief that came in i toured with the musician and i had her ear cool and basically she she was having a bit of a grumble with the label because they weren't pushing stuff right and i and i was the first person to be like hey guys what about this this what about that when being, you say when you say push, was, when, when you say pushing stuff, Dan, what do you mean? Like, uh, <laughs> just, as in just fight, f- fighting for ideas and okay. fighting to like actually properly. I've always had a point of view on sh- my shoots having like a conceptual anchor. Cool. It's probably, and that's always meant something to me. So when I was in these meetings, um, it got to the end of the process where I delivered the album cover that was right for it, and the person who was in the department that I was being commissioned by said, Hey, there's a role going here. I can put a word in for you if you want to interview, but be wary. We've had over a thousand applications. I just think it might work. Right. <laughs> and so, I, okay, like, I, 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 I will put your name to the top of the list type thing because I know. Not you. even. No, it oh. was, it was just a straight, I, you you will skip out the first cut down, which is done by HR and isn't necessarily completely going to highlight your sort of, I guess, the combination of strong opinions um, pleasantly held uh, and, and sort of like creative, uh, creative angle and thought and process. Mm. So I think you, if you de- demonstrate something in an obscure angle into a record label, it can lead to more conversations. That's what happened to me. And then I was I was working at an agency where they were starting to they sadly lost a big account and were sadly having to pull people in for redundancies. And I was sitting there being like, "Well, I've just been messaged for a first round interview by this record label." And I was sitting there being like, there's always that horrible feeling you're going to get pulled into the creative director office. And I'd seen some of my peers being called in and it was horrible. And, and you know, that's the reality of certain people are hired for one account. Mm. And I was like, well, advertising, I'm, I'm not sure what my future is here, but I'd really, if uh, maybe it's a good idea, maybe it's all sort of happening for a reason. So I just was absolutely blitzing from Soho to high street kensington in my lunch hours to get through what ended up being three rounds of interview um which wow. was which is actually less than i've now experienced for mm. quite a few places mm. um i think now with with coronavirus people are finding different hoops to jump through for job interviews yeah or like the resulting contract is quite affected like a six-month probation or contract mm. that's full time and not fully people are scared to commit to perm I was quite lucky that back then it was probably about four rounds of interview one including my initial getting through the pile yeah I definitely didn't feel any preference I had to prep a task and present it to the whole team and I didn't realize how how like average that the task I delivered was but it was just the fact I'd put so much effort into delivering it averagely because I had no point of reference for their workflow Really? Or how they did their certain thing. So I definitely went in with like an advertising. Was, the brief was to come up with the album concept and brief to come up with a, a music video brief for a certain track. And they gave me the audio for it. And this, bear in mind, this video had already been shot, but not released. So you couldn't sneak uh-huh. what was going on and, um, and basically present it back to them. And then also present a budget. So it was quite a few hats. It was yeah. a bit producery, yeah. a bit creative, uh, like art directory, 
and also the thing that once I got there that was interesting is it was also really relationshipy. Yeah. And okay. that obviously you start being the junior to mid guy, aka the most junior on the team, you from day one were just trying to get to know every rep who yeah. and those are representatives of directors mm. or agent or production house and just building a Rolodex. Yeah. There's a really like old, it's almost a quite a 90s role where you're going to be on the phone a lot and you're going to be on emails a lot. Wow. And you're going to be on set a lot and you're going to be not not home a lot. It was it, it was it was old like in a sense, like the new school part of it was budgets were decreasing, but the old school part of it was it was flying a lot and I was honestly getting to see the world and it was pretty cool. Like really? in one year it was one year it was South Africa uh japan uh usa Balearic islands greece all for videos and it was like i wasn't getting holiday particularly because it was but you but you i think for a young person and that's why you see music um being quite a young industry there's if you've got lifeblood and you want to want to just sort of like go out there and see the world it facilitates that Mm. especially in the creative creative department because you're having to be the visual conduit between artist and label and also director you're trying to make sure that the the idea is executed how the label needs it how it Mm. presents the artist best and how the director wrote the treatment so it's quite a lot of things you're looking after yeah it's quite a unique role so many people would just have no idea that something like this exists that is so interesting, man. I, I, and it's, I, it's you can apply for a lot of jobs coming off it because it's it's you could be a producer, you could yeah. be an agent for for directors, you could be a creative lead, you could be um, a marketing person, weirdly, and you could also be our director. So it's like it it, it pulls on a lot of traits, and it, it's weird because I haven't experienced a role that's had that many factors to it. Yeah, but equally, the reason why I stopped doing it was I. It was quite an independent role, an autonomous role, and I'm quite a social person. Yeah, and I definitely missed having the, a really cultural role. AKA, I was seeing a lot of people. I was being part of a culture because if you're working for seven record labels, you're never quite in any of the cultures. Yeah, you're if you're. Whereas I think people who work and I definitely for people listening. If you want to feel part of the culture, definitely go work in one of the labels mm-hmm. rather than sort of in a in the hub that yeah. sort of like labels pull from. Yeah. So that's kind of like finance, sort of okay. uh, streaming and creative. They're, they're quite apart. Okay, yeah, I was gonna I was gonna ask it because because just to confirm the separate labels within the major labels they'll have their own marketing and product teams whereas yeah, the, the majors have, and they're competitive with each other yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 so like so like rca would be competitive with columbia um but they're both coming to me for music videos for their act so i'm like a uh, switzerland in the middle where <laughs> I, I don't have any poli- political alignment to anyone Dip- you're a diplomat yeah you're you're cleric of the state for anyone that needs it um so yeah it's it's a really the the thing it's a really unique role what i was doing and Mm. and the staff turnover is really low on it because people enjoy it and it is some like i i have i did find that sony was particularly brilliant with life like life benefits and sort of family focused benefits so we had right. we had quite a few members of our team go on maternity leave and our boss was lovely and made sure they had a full year paid full salary which i don't know if that's the same in all industries but yes yeah, for example my wife got six weeks so like it it can vary a lot <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i've seen it too man wow um that's a real eye-opener mate um so i just i just want to um ask like who is this right for who what type of person should be looking at getting into the music industry so the 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 first the first point of call is the easiest way in is through the internship programs at majors right And, and therefore the person who suits it um has to be willing to go in on a junior level mm. 
that's the first point. It's not an easy one to go in uh, mid-level without having any background in it. So it's definitely young, hungry, self-motivated, opinionated and musically opinionated people. And what's very, very um, helpful is genuinely I've never experienced more inclusivity and diversity in any industry I've worked in. I've worked in publishing, advertising and music. And so people shouldn't fret about their way in like their their education their whether they've done higher education the most important thing is caring about music initially and having opinions and equally having sort of um having a point of view that opinions and point of view i know slightly they're slightly different they're not miles apart but they're they're, you've got to have a point of view and and back yourself because the first put that they're not going to be putting you into a highly response or higher highly responsible role as straight away so what they want to know is what you like as a person and whether you have the grit to put the hours in Mm. and it's not in a sort of um abusive hours in way it's just in like when you're in you're making it count and you care about it yeah so that that was uh, yeah the, the simplest way in is definitely that they have general internships and what they do is once they've interviewed you they work out which department is is your flavor so it starts with are you the right person and yeah. then it goes into they they try and actually like properly put you in the right room yeah it's not as general as you'll find that advertising companies when you're doing work experience or internships they might mooch you around a few departments because that's kind of the easiest framework for you to get a flavor and that it almost feels annoying because you're not sure if you're going to get a job at any of them because you haven't had enough time in any of them yeah you do definitely in in music get like an all-in for one year with a 20 grand salary is the typical at least sony did and yeah that that's if i had gone back in time that would have been what i went for the sad thing is just that they are competitive but yeah. there are there are like three majors then there's probably about another 10 mid-size like labels wow that are more independent and then you have those label services appearing so there's never been more companies to work for with wow. acts that you'll like that's so interesting man yeah. and I, I guess that leads me on to the other question is like what would be your best advice because i'm i'm sensing that an understanding of all of these majors all of these mid-size labels is paramount before you even kind of start the process right or this the start point i had was looking at the artist going it was weird if you go on their facebook and you go on 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 an artist page you go into the about you see who their managements are which is a whole different side of the industry and you see what sometimes you'll see what their labels are but start getting like as a starting point google the labels that your favorite artists are associated with and you start to get a feel of what the themes and motifs exist out there right now in certain places so like polydor moved away from guitar music so if you love guitar music you might not be going there xl recordings have like a certain type of act dirty hit have 1975 Doobie, hail waves yeah uh oscar lang like they have a real style of act Mm. so you can get a sense of where you want to work and know that if they have a really strong visual vibe and a sonic vibe is likely they're going to be really competitive the majors are probably going to be slightly more general whereas you might get more responsibility at smaller places quicker and move up quicker um i don't remember what the question was anymore (laughs) best advice no (laughs) you've you've honestly answered that that's really i think that's a great starting point so if if anybody is interested in working in the music industry the best starting point would just to be get an understanding of it and how on earth it works, you know, and doing that, you, you know, if you, you're a big fan of Adele, for example, okay, well, who's going to go to Excel? You go to Excel. Yeah. And then you figure out who the hell are Excel and then you go, Oh, well, they actually have other artists like this. And then, Oh, okay. Well, who's, I'm sure if you did some digging, you could probably work out a management company that manage Mm. Adele. Okay. Well, how does that work? That's, that's really solid advice um, for somebody who is, is the starting second out. Thing is, the second thing is, is having a business mindedness of hedging your bets and just 
knowing when the window is for applications for the really big like internship programs those yeah. are 100 interns at sony there might wow. have been like might have been 5,000 applicants for 100 places so you know you're one in 50 which is hard but actually it respective of most roles it's quite there's going to be a lot of people who haven't put like a lot of detail into the application i was going to say how so, do you think they stand out how would you stand out in one of those applications it's just showing how it's music- it's that it's that grit and care it's like mm. the things you've been doing it's a bit like you making this podcast is people who put time into things they care about and personal projects they might have been out there scouting and built a repertoire of people they think are amazing and written a blog monthly about it and they might have been making mixtapes they might have their own music night and these these are quite old school suggestions but like now Still people sounds, are making sounds TikTok. attractive <laughs> people <laughs> might be making tiktoks with only new music on on the, the soundtracks people might that they might yeah. be putting out sort of like reels of shows they've gone to and making creative cuts because they want to get in an in-house production part of a music label wow. like there's so there's so many sort of material ways in you just have to have something that shows you care about it and have put proactive time into it otherwise you're only really writing a cv and a cover letter which i don't personally think is particularly easy to hire off amongst five thousand apps or a thousand apps or 50, mm. even 50 apps had 50 apps in front of me I'm reading all of them if if all that I've got is I'm passionate about music and I've got a cover letter that says that a few times and I've got a CV that says I went to uni or school I'm definitely going to go to the person who didn't go to uni who might not have finished school who's been running their own art blog or has like yeah. loads of like a really strong angle and opinion on new music on TikTok or yeah like really the what has like the biggest collection of David like David Bowie vinyls because he's gone around the world and made like a small doc about it like people have done slightly it's it's in the same way that there's like a a press there was a a presentationalism in advertising for how you put your portfolio across for a long time um I don't think it's I don't think it's wow enough to just send a CV and cover letter yeah, you got to make it really rich if you're going to be submitting what you're about. Yeah. And you don't need to say, hey, how was your day? I hope you're well with all the pleasantries. You can 100% be more informal and just get across a tone of voice quicker. Because if you've only got 30 seconds of someone's attention, yeah. my, my trick to get passes for shows was putting in a small line and then putting in a really amazing visual that just means if they're scanning on the tube and they get that one second of E Wi-Fi sweetness, they're like, oh, holy shit, that artist is bigger than the one he's asked to request and it looks great. Cool, I'll reply to that. Yeah. You always had to find like the way yeah. in. That's a re- that's really sound advice, mate. Thank you so much. Um, I uh, appreciate you. We've been on this a while, but I do have my <laughs> final question, my final yeah. question, which is, what advice would you give your younger self if you were to go and get into the music industry uh because my younger self didn't go into record label maybe at the right age i probably had a much easier journey into the role i wanted so it's um <laughs> this is quite a hard question because <laughs> uh, i i was actually in the music industry from 16 really you might want to rephrase the question <laughs> i because i started i started working in a record shop then i started shooting for NME so I was in it from the beginning wow, and then okay. I only went into sort of like a more hey. sit down role at about hey, maybe you wouldn't give yourself any advice in that sense that absolutely fair I enough think, I think I did it right I, <laughs> I, 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 the, 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 the advice I would, would give myself is it was 100% important to focus on the odds and the business of how you get a role anywhere that right. was I, I started probably a bit too aloof in that and I fell into it a little bit. And I just, my biggest thing was like the drive to email everyone and not be scared how senior they were and be a bit of like completely charming, but completely in the wrong room at the, at the right time. Yeah. That was, I don't, I sadly don't have advice myself because I fell into it a little bit and I grafted a lot and I've never stopped grafting because my dad was the same. Yeah. Oh, um, I love that. But, oh, but, mate, that's so good. Thank <laughs> you. That's, um, I think that's a great note to end on. Thank you so much. Legend, mate.
Thanks so much for listening to that, guys. That was Dan Harris talking about what it's like to work in the music industry and his best tips and advice. Uh, if you like what you hear, please remember to like, share, subscribe, do all that sharing for us, please. We're across all social media channels, uh, mainly at Begin and Discover or at The Job Pod. Um, and if you like what you hear, get in touch. Uh, my email is sam at beginanddiscover.com. I'd love to hear from you and all the links and tips and descriptions and companies that we talk about in this uh, podcast episode will be in our description too. So uh, give it a listen and just pass it on to your friends who might be in limbo. Thank you.